The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina. I'm the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning, no matter what your stripe is, <laughs> creed, whatever you're holding to. We're glad that you joined us this morning. Um, and uh, with, if you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you want to see the faces made for radio and you want to watch the video portion of the show along with some of the documents, we're going to show you articles and things um, on Rotten to the Core Wednesday because we've got the Common Core diva Lynn Taylor on with us. And people love Lynn because Lynn uh, does some pretty deep investigative journalism and uh, brings that to the people so that they can understand exactly what's going on in their government. Uh, you can also watch the live show, uh, the live ver- video version of the show, not only on SonsLibertyMedia.com, but also on my Twitter account at FPPTim, our Facebook page at Bradley Dean SOL, uh, our YouTube channel at BDean Sons of Liberty. BeforeIt'sNews.com also carries us 6 a.m. every weekday morning, 8 a.m. on Saturdays, and then 3 p.m. in the afternoons. Uh, Monday through Saturday, Bradley's on. You want to check him out too. And then dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty. The, the Sons of Liberty at dlive.tv. And we've had a few friends join us from over there, some people from Periscope as well. And we appreciate you guys very much uh, doing that and your support. Also, Spreely, Gab, MeWe, Minds, and USA.life. If you're on any of those platforms, just look up Sons of Liberty or Sons of Liberty Media and you'll find us there. Now, today we kind of gave uh, a broad title for the show. And that is the state that betrays you. Now, some of you tuning in, you may be wondering, um, well, what's going to be the topic? Well, that is it. (laughs) And it's going to be it on so many fronts. And one of the things that uh, before I start, let me just say hello to some of the people who are in the chat room, Troy and Jackie and Andrea and Anthony and BJ. Good to see you guys over there on on, uh, Facebook. And then we've got uh, Don and Kathy, Bob, Joy, Jonathan, Warren, and uh, that's the only ones I see over who've made statements. So I know there's others watching because I see the numbers are, are much higher, but those are the people who've commented. Good morning to all you guys. We appreciate your support. CC, good to see you. And uh, with that said, Lynn's got a lot. And uh, first, let me just say, welcome to the show, Lynn. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Now, Lynn, you've got a lot on you. Um, I know you're nervous. I, do. I, I know you're a little nervous about this show, but it's okay because you're among friends. And um 
and people appreciate the fact that you will speak out against something when you see it for what it is. You, you may not see it at first, but if you uncover things that it shows it's not what it's proclaiming to be, you're not one to really shy away from it. It's not like you like confrontation any more than I do. People think because you speak, you have a conviction that you like to confront people, and that's not really the case at all. In fact, I think the majority of people who do this like to they like to get along with people they want people to like them i mean that's just a natural response but some but sometimes we have we have to well all the time we have to bring the truth and sometimes it sort of divides us and the truth does that jesus said that he came to not bring peace to the earth but a sword to divide you know a, a father against a, a a son a mother against her daughter all this kind of stuff and so the truth sometimes that divides but sometimes even after that division the person realizes oh they they did they told me this because they love me and you've got a lot of stuff that you want to tell people because you love them and that is how the state is betraying them in so many ways one of them um, is very close to you right now and uh, I don't know if you you said you wanted to start off with some with some things with that and then move into to the other so I'm going to pretty much kick it over to you I'm going to the only time I'm going to interject is maybe to ask you a question for clarification but I'm going to turn it okay, all over dear. to you. Okay, well, I know that uh, the um, Harvard Summit that is supposed to be going on in June against homeschooling, that has been in the news for quite a bit, and I was just like, you know what, I probably don't need to say anything about that, but Tim, the more this has come to surface and the information that's coming out about what what Harvard is wanting to do, I was like, no, I probably need to say something. Now, let me make this clear. Harvard, at one point, was a fabulous place to go where you could get a really good higher education without a bunch of indoctrination. At some point in time, they went the way of globalism. Uh, They are now in bed in a partner group with not only Pearson Publishing, but with um, the United Nations. Now, all that being said... um, in all the backlash that has come out, you know, we've had several uh, groups who have been for over-regulating home education, which is what Harvard wants to do. We've had several groups come out opposed to it, all right? And one of the um, officials from our current administration, Secretary of State Mike Pompano, decided to take to Twitter and call out the um, – the leftists, as he said, I think you've got the uh, that first image, okay? And he said in the tweet, the risk to children is not from homeschooling. The risk is from the radical leftist scholars seeking to impose their values on our children. Well, now, it's interesting that he would come out and he would say, oh, well, it's all the radical leftists. Because if you look at Mike Pompano's past, if you look at his connections to globalism and to um He's just really a warmonger. If you look at who pads his paycheck and if you look at his involvement from the U.S. State Department overreaching into education, you would understand what an absolutely hypocritical tweet that was because he is just as guilty about bringing in the leftist radical agenda as um, he's wanting to point at the professors at Harvard. So I'm just going to put that out there right now. And in the resources that I know you're going to include today, uh, back in 2017, not long after the uh, administration was um, 
put together. I showed everyone then how the Secretary of State was more for globalization than he was for, oh, let's get on the Trump train and make America great. He really loves the STEM, the science, technology, engineering, and math, which we know is lock, stock, and barrel United Nations Sustainable Development Goal Change Agent indoctrination that has not only woven itself into public education, but through private education as well as homeschooling. And so this is what to me was just like, now wait just a cotton-picking minute. He did not just go there. So I went and did something that I don't normally do, and I went and made a direct response to him uh, about his particular uh, choice of tweets. Okay. Now, the first image I know that you showed was the the one uh, the one one where he said the risk. All right. The second image that I'd like you to show everyone is where he has contradicted himself. Okay. So it's going to have his um, tweets on one side with the yellow arrows, and then it's going to have a direct quote from Alex Newman on it. Okay. So if now, you is this a, is this the one is this the one on collectivism? Uh, yes, I believe so. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've got that up. Okay, so that's the one about collectivism. So uh, Secretary Pompeo has had a big hand in, in a lot of those particular moves since this current administration has been in force. Now, if you go to the third one where he contradicts himself, that's the one that has the quote by Alex Newman, okay? I want folks to see that, Okay. Because in it, he's sitting there pointing out in his other tweets, and he he actually replied to himself, which I'm thinking, okay, normally people who like their own comments or reply to their uh, their own selves, hmm, that's not really that much fun, okay? Because it doesn't give anyone else a chance to say anything. But I want you to have that one up. Okay, because here he's saying this professor's mission is simple, to further the destruction of the family unit. Her plan is to substitute state power for parental love, and on it goes. And then he talks about the Christian values. All right, then he goes on to say something about this ivory tower screed attacking parents who choose to dedicate their lives to educating their own children. Often at significant financial sacrifice is a reminder that we must all work together to protect civilization's most successful institution. Now, if you look at the quote from Alex Newman, and then I give you the link to his article about that on foreign policy, all right? What do you see in red? I want you to read that. Yeah, under the leadership of U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, the U.S. State Department has continued the Obama-era policy of forcing the militant LGBT agenda down the throats of foreign nations and peoples. And this is something I mentioned about Pompeo that uh, when he said mm-hmm. what he said about Julian Assange and WikiLeaks, he, and, and wow. Assange had to spank him. He's doing it in a number of areas, but but you're right. He's pushed this kind of agenda. He he is a leftist. Uh, he is a Marxist disguised as a Republican. That's what he is. And but here's the thing: he's he's gotten so much airtime, even an article dedicated to oh how he's such a champion now for homeschooling. B.S. and horse hockey. He is not, because you would not be doing that if you truly felt about the Christian values and preserving the family. And if you want to show the next one, there was my smart little remark to him, which I don't do a lot of. <laughs> yeah, we got, you on we, got, we got you up. We got you up. We know we know you're off the hip. You can get you can get that. <laughs> 
I know, I know, but it is so funny because Alex was one of the ones who really loved when I said that because, you know, here I call him out. You know, you're being, you're being uh, a double speak because, you know, here's what you're doing. Well, this is so, this is something that, that, real quickly. This is something that that sure. you know we catch a lot of grief because we criticize the current administration for not doing what it should do or doing something it shouldn't do. Now we did that with Obama for eight years, okay? And and people mm-hmm. all of a sudden they they switch because of the political jersey their guy wears. But what we try to do is stick with the Bible and the Constitution. And I know somebody mentioned in the chat, uh, you know, quit talking, leave religion out of this, just the facts. Well, our the Bible and our Constitution are facts. They're historical facts of where our foundations are. So we don't leave those. So when we call these things out, when we're pointing these things out, you're exactly right. This administration, like no other, has learned to speak the language of the people while doing the opposite of what they speak about. And the people don't see it. And I don't, some people do. Some people, obviously, in the chat recognize that. They can speak the language that you like to hear. But it's in what they do that's the problem. And that goes back to James, too. I won't get off on that. I'm going to turn it back over to you, Lynn. Right. And, you know, if somebody wants to take issue that, you know, religion's been mentioned, you know, it wasn't us. It was Pompeo. We just happened to be reading that particular quote. So, you know, I'm just going to leave that at that. Now, one of the things that I pointed out to the secretary when I made that tweet about Harvard was, Um, I had a screenshot, and that's going to be the next one, okay, where you see, um, oh, goodness gracious, let me get it. The Harvard System Home? where it says the P3 Act. The what is it? Okay. The P3 Act, yep, I got it. It was the very next one, okay? I got it. All right, so that was was the picture that I attached to that particular uh, tweet you just showed from me. And there I show you where it says Harvard's Pathway to Prosperity Project. And, of course, that was done in partnership with Pearson Publishing. Well, guess what, Tim? Right now, as we speak, six senators from this current administration, all on the D side, want to have the Department of Justice investigate Pearson for having over 80% control of American textbooks. Now, that might sound really nice, neat, and wonderful until you get to looking at the fact that the Justice Department is just as wicked in all this as the State Department and Congress. So you've got three groups who are knee-deep into this, and they're all pointing to each other to, you fix it, you fix it, no, you fix it. They're not going to fix it. They're going to extend it, which is exactly what they've done. And I've got the um, in the resources for folks to do their own homework on this. I have got the articles that prove all this, from, and I'm using their particular information, not my opinion. I'm using their documents and their words, which is what we know has to work, okay, because that is the truth. Yeah, and, now, you and can let also me, tie the let me let people know something. Uh, in case you're wondering what all those documents are, and there are a ton of them that I've got an email, we're going to put those in the archive. It will be on sonsoflibertymedia.com later this morning with the show in video and podcast format. And all this information that, that Lynn probably – well, she's not going to have time to get to. All of that will be there. So if you're interested in that and you say, hey, you're saying things about this, I'd like, some, I'd like documentation. I'd like you to prove that. 
Well, she's done that, but it just isn't on. It isn't archived just yet. So later this morning, look for uh, the state that betrays you on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and all of that will be there. It'll be one neat little package where you can go do your own research. Just letting people know that. Okay, thank you so much. Okay, Um, but like I said, the Justice Department, you can tie them back to the um, United Nations as well. You can also see that the Department of Justice has overreached into education at every level for every age and every school choice versus, um, excuse me, via the Every Student Succeeds Act. And how I know that is because I've gone through and done the research of the federal agencies that have been given carte blanche to overreach into education, which is unconstitutional. But yet somehow only Harvard's being the only leftist one here, okay? Now I've got a quote here that I want to to read that will prove it's not just the Department of Education that we should be looking at, okay? And this dates back to the previous administration, which has been extended over to the current one, okay? Under the leadership of Vice President Biden, Secretary of Labor Tom Perez, Secretary of Commerce Penny Pritzker, and Secretary of Education Arne Duncan, the administration engaged in an intensive review to identify, initiate, and implement actions to make federal employment and training programs and policies more job-driven and effective, consistent with existing statutory authority. Now, here's something else you'll need to know. Constructive engagement of cabinet secretaries and leaders of employment, training, education, and workforce development programs in the departments of agriculture, defense, energy, health and human services, housing and urban development, the Department of the Interior, the Department of Justice, the Department of Transportation, Veterans Affairs, the Social Security Administration, and the Environmental Protection Agency, and from the expertise of the Department of the Treasury, the National Science Foundation, and the Office of Personnel Management. And I give you the article where that quote comes from. And what that shows us are there are some of the federal agencies who have no business in education. Now, it's not all the federal agencies involved in the overreach in education. That's just a few of them, okay? Now, the one scary thing that ought to wake people up, and as far as the state betraying us, is that the Department of Justice also overreaches into into education uh, through data tracking, through drug control, and it also helps oversee our national security. But did you know that the part of the National Security Plan is centered on United Nations declarations and not our Constitution? And I also have that article for folks because I know that's going to set a lot of people off. That article could not have happened if I had not had folks who followed me, did their homework, knew their Constitution, and said, you know what, I've got this resource, and I'm going to show you exactly on our security plan where you can find it. And I have to give a hat tip to them because that article was really big, and it got me in so much trouble. Yeah, well, you're just a troublemaker, Lynn. Uh, we know. We've, we've, we've got the video evidence that you're a troublemaker there. You're not just a paper tiger who goes and, and writes articles, but you actually go to your, your county commissioners. You actually call them out on these things, and, uh, and we've got the video evidence of that. Uh, so you will always be labeled a troublemaker. But you know what? You know what the interesting thing about that is? And, again, I know people, you don't like religion stuff. Well, understand something. Um, the Bible was the foundation of America. It just it was and it is, even though people are trying to destroy that. And one of the things you find there 
is you find the prophet going, he's preaching to the people, calling them back to repentance. And again, the Old Testament is political as much as it is spiritual. They're calling them back to the law. That's that's really what's going on. They've been sinning, which is First John uh, tells us that three, four, excuse me, yeah, yeah, three tells us that sin is transgression of the law. So they're calling them back to to quit violating the law. They're constantly doing that. And they when they when the when he does that, he's they call him the troubler of Israel and he's like, "No, no, no. You guys are the troubler of Israel. Israel was just fine following the law, then you guys come along and lead them astray." So, to be a troublemaker when I say it sort of tongue in cheek, um I, it's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. People have to be called back to that. So, those of you out there who listen by radio, watch by video, when we do these things, it's not Trump bashing. It's not Obama bashing. It's calling them to the law. Now, if you don't like that, that means that you like lawlessness because there is no in-between to that. It's one or the other. So, Lynn, what are some of the other things that you have? You've got some stuff here on the ESA, uh, the ESSA, which is yeah, the Student Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, I'm getting there. Okay. okay I'm, I'm getting there. Okay. <laughs> so in one of the rebuttals to the um, Harvard Magazine, okay, one of those was, um, oh, We've got a homeschooler who went to Harvard. Well, now, I've got personal friends who sent their kids to Harvard, okay, and they were all homeschooled. But this one particular homeschooler, you know, was telling about her positive experience at at Harvard, and I'm sure there are a lot more. But the one thing that, that really got me was that when that happened, you had one group in particular, and if you let me pause right there before I go into the group, okay? If you'll show that, that was an image I made to show the deception by which um, every student succeeds at had been supposedly given to us. If you'll remember, it was in December of 2015, and it was a bipartisan. Um, hack job that got it into Congress, okay, because no one had time to read the bill. They had no idea what was in it. And so this very definitely shows you how homeschooling is absolutely affected because homeschoolers like to do dual enrollment. They like to do early college. They like to go to apprenticeships. And, you know, um, if the world were were not so aligned to Common Core, that would be a good thing. But this is the misnomer that a lot of homeschoolers have is, oh, there's no way Common Core can can touch me. Uh, but, yeah, it can. And this one particular group, when they, you know, in, in responding to all this stuff, the Homeschool Legal Defense Association, or HSLDA, has, you know, come out and said, um, you know, we don't like what's going on because this is not uh, a good thing for homeschooling. Well, they're one of the groups who have gone around, and I've heard this from their mouths in a homeschool conference, saying that there's no way that Common Core could ever touch a homeschooler. And, Tim, I, the reason I got into this fight against Common Core was to show myself how to protect my kids against this kind of stuff, but then because I was a support group leader and a homeschool speaker at conventions, I knew my community was at risk. And when people like Tom DeWeese and Kathy Duffy and Alex Newman print articles showing you the the roots of all this that has eked into homeschooling and is there largely due to an increase in online and free resources, it's a problem. So HSLDA has been really good about saying, oh, there's no way it could touch you. But yet we've had other groups who have gone up and said, not so fast. 
So anyway, that's why I wanted to show that gift because here we have, and and here's the thing, that was done in 2015, but here we are five years later in 2020. Those gifts have been added on to by this administration in things like the dual enrollment, the apprenticeships especially because that's one of um, of Trump, uh, both Trumps, Ivanka and the president's. That's one of their pet projects is apprenticeships. We now have a National Workforce Council, which we've never had, and is also unconstitutional. So, you know, um, that's that's troubling. Now, when you look at the roots, um, excuse me, when you go back and you look at, okay, Homeschool Legal Defense Association, did you know they are fully supportive of Betsy DeVos's $5 billion worth of school choice vouchers or scholarships or tax credits, otherwise known as education savings accounts? They fully support that. They fully support career tech education, which is Common Core. They fully support dual enrollment, which is also Common Core aligned. They also say go after the STEM career tech education, which is Common Core. Sorry about that. I'm trying to respond to something else. Go ahead. Okay. So I'm not sure what part got cut off. No, it's just for a second there. It was my fault. I apologize. Go ahead. Pick up where you were. It's no, no, only that's about a fine. second. So when you when you get to looking at this and see, I'm not the only one who's who has had issue with the the double speak from this particular group. Okay, I know they happen to be the most well known. All right, but I also know I'm not the only one. There's a group called Inheld, which is the National Home Education Legal Defense Association. The attorney who is associated with that has sent me tons of documents that I've not had time to go through that are showing some of the double speak. And what we're seeing is that we know that um, the leaders, some of the leaders in um, this particular HSLDA have agendas that are totally un-American, but yet here they are going, oh, we're going to be a homeschoolers champion. You know, oh, it just it's enough with the, the with the double speak it it just is so this is coming not only from your federal government but from a group that is supposed to be one of your champions um uh, but if you look at some of the um the, did you know that homeschool legal defense association has an international arm or that they are part of the global home education exchange group and if you look at some of the documentation for the Global Home Education Exchange Group, you're going to find United Nations declarations of human rights are the backbone of their platform. Yeah, well, I, this is a this is an issue, and so people understand. Let me give just a, a little tidbit of what you're saying because you and I talked about this the other night. And by the way, Looney, um, again, dude. Pay attention to what's actually stated in her profile picture. He's getting on about that. He's swallowing the camel, uh, swallowing the camel while straining at the gnat. It really is. It really is that. Um, the issue is the truth. That's what matters, and that's what you're getting. So if you want to pick and you know about the, that kind of stuff, just find somewhere else to do it. The the point is 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 Lynn, Michael Ferris has shown himself in recent years um, to not be a friend, although. Um, the the issue here is something more than what people want to to have and so um one of the things is is that he has been he has been behind this lying to people and it is lying about article 5 which is a constitutional convention they call it a convention of states to hide it but if you go back to 2011 you'll see different 
And here, here is the deal. This guy, when we met him down at the South Carolina State House, you know, I, we've got a couple of his books. Um, when we came into homeschooling before our children were born, we went and, um, and listened to him, had great presentations, all this stuff. We got a couple of his books. I went down there to, to refute him um, at, uh, in South, at the South Carolina State House a few years back, and he was right there while I was giving my presentation. His thing is about um, the issue of uh, a parental rights act. At the federal level. Now, here's the thing. Whatever we don't give to the federal government, they have no authority in. That's just a given, even though they're usurping it. As soon as you put that in, you don't think they're going to you know, craft the language or use it, use their little sorcery magic on the, on the words to start getting into your homes and taking your kids? Yeah, exactly, they will. And one of the things that I addressed him with, and you're talking about nasty. I mean, him and the other guy, it was a Robert somebody. I forget who it is. Uh, but he's really against the J- the John Birch Society people. Um, he's just a nasty man. They were both very, very nasty. I argue at the Supreme Court level, uh, this, that, and the other. And I've had to argue this several times. Well, if you've had to argue it several times, why didn't you win fully so that it doesn't have to be argued anymore? You know, that that's the issue that I have. And then the second thing is when we gave him opportunity to defend that Parental Rights Act after uh, Publius Hulda came in and wrote an article on it to show what it was, to show what it was saying. All he did was engage in ad hom. Now, this is a guy that argues at the Supreme Court level. And you've got some other stuff. He this Somehow this gets tied in with the United Nations, too. You want to tell people about that? Uh, well, yeah, I just did. It was the fact that they are partnering with, or, or they, no, they have board presence on this global home exchange, um, home education exchange, where they've got, um, they recently did a Berlin declaration about, you know, how globally we need to protect the rights of homeschooling, and then they, you know, use the human declarations of rights. But one of the things that um, this attorney, and I've, I've got to double check it, but I'm, I'm believing what this attorney has sent me from the uh, the other group, the the NHL, the National Home Education Legal Defense, is pointing to other ways that uh, HSLDA has gotten into the United Nations, and I've not had a time to to really look at that. So I know we can, if we need to, we can do a second show if you want to, because we do need to to go over that with a fine tooth comb. But I will tell you. Um, in one of the responses into, um, you know, backlashes against Harvard, there's been a, a group spearheaded by this one uh, wonderful homeschool mom out of Tennessee, and um, I've talked with her several times since her group has come together, but she has formed a protest. Now, if you will show the particular um, image where it says protest, okay, Right. Have you got that up? Um, go ahead, go ahead, and, go ahead and do it, and I'll pull it up. Okay, all right. It's on Facebook. It's called the Harvard Homeschool Summit Protest. Okay, and then you should see a dictionary um, entry that's where it says protest. You know, it says a ber- verb and all this. Okay, now let's go to the part in red first. Okay. All right. This group is a pro-homeschool, pro-parental rights group set up to protest the upcoming Harvard Homeschool Summit scheduled to occur June 18th through the 19th, 2020. Now, the purpose of this group is to protest both the summit and the regulation of homeschool while preserving the parental rights we hold dear. All right? That's wonderful. This is what this one woman has put together 
and the grassroots efforts behind it have really taken off. Now, let's go to the black. Homeschool Legal Defense Association is willing to join this effort. Homeschool Legal Defense Association has an international arm and has board presence in the Global Home Education Exchange. The GHEX, as it's called, has declared certain portions of the UN's declarations of human rights as their foundational platforms. And then Harvard is a partner school of the United Nations. So one of the things that I did was that I, um, and this is probably in the next slide, in this particular group, I was warning folks, okay, don't be so quick to protest Harvard and support the UN activity at the same time, because if you're going to, I'm not saying that this protest group is aligning with HSLDA. What I said was HSLDA wants to grab on to this effort. Do you see the difference? Because uh, I've had the, the word of the lady who has founded this. She has not said that she will align with HSLDA yet, but HSLDA is sure interested in this protest, and you wonder why? Because there's the parental rights thing. And here's the thing, Tim. Parental rights were uh, pretty much laid on the, the altar, if you will, under the Every Student Succeeds Act. And everybody who, who said they read it and voted for it but didn't read it and voted for it helped put that into place. That's why we're seeing over 25 states across the nation now have state laws that can use, uh, be used against homeschooling for educational neglect or abuse. That's why we have intrusive um, in-home visits where it is, you know, how are you living? How are you teaching? Are you teaching to what we think you should teach? And if you're not, then we've got to come in and intervene, and this is from a government level. So do you see how all this is weaving in? Against no, the I, family? I totally do. And then this is part of the problem when you get into Michael Ferris, because this goes beyond just what we're talking about today. This guy is a guy pushing for a constitutional convention. I know he's not going to tell you that's what it is, but that is what it is. Article five, when the states call for it and the Congress approves it, you know, according to our federal um, uh, constitution, the Congress makes mm -hmm. law. And these people tell you, well, Congress has no control over this. Well, they're the ones who have to make the rules because we've already given them authority to make law according to those things of what they're going to put. This is why it's so important that people understand what you're saying on this level, because this is a level that's dealing with, you know, your homeschooling, um, your your private schools, your school choice, um, your charter school. All of this has impact on all of it. It has impact, private or public schools too. It has impact on all of it. And if they're going to do it at this level, if they're going to join with the globalists on this level, what do you think they're going to mm -hmm. do on a national level if they get a Article 5 convention? What do you really think they're going to do? Yeah. If you can't trust them at this level, what do you think they're going to do when, right. they get, when they get the big pie and they're ready to infuse whatever poison they're going to do there, telling you that, oh, we're doing this for your protection? thinking themselves to be wise, but they really become fools. Um, I, I, I don't know how to show anybody any better. You're doing a great job at it, Lynn. And, and this is why, in, in all honesty, uh, I'm sort of defending you over here in the chat because we've got people wanting to pick at your, your, your profile picture while you're giving them vital information. 
and it's swallowing the net. It's swallowing the camel and straining at the net. You're giving them vital information about what's going on, and they want to pick at your profile picture. Now, I, I don't know how to, to say it any other way, and I'm sorry. I'm not beholden to money. Nobody bought me anything. I'm doing what I'm doing because I want people to know the truth. I think you do it. You you don't get paid for doing it either. And so we want people to know the truth so they can stand against it. That's 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 our job. Right. And, and let's be clear. And, you know, you probably can quote this right along with me. <laughs> But on page 17 of the Every Student Succeeds Act, all education must be aligned to the same post-secondary industry-credentialed readiness standards as laid out by the Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act. Now, all education includes public, private, parochial, hybrid, homeschool, higher education, preschool. It also includes everything that's taught. And one of the things that's going to be coming down the pike, in fact, it already has in some places, is that every teacher, including your homeschool parents, will have to be credentialed enough in the government's eyes to teach to post-secondary readiness standards. But now, did you catch that it's aligned to industry-created workforce standards, not academic prowess? But again, this is all at a federal level. So this is where every school choice is laid mute because there is not supposed to be. I mean, good Lord, the United Nations and the Sustainable Development Goals, number four is what? Global education. The UN uh, Declaration of Rights, Human Rights, global education. And you've got supposedly a homeschool-friendly group that's going to align them, align with them. But I want to take just a couple of minutes to tease about this particular protest because, again, this protest could have a wonderful effect if it's done right. And if, you know, HSLDA gets their paws on it, I really am, am fearful that it's going to blow up, okay? But the lady who has started this particular protest has the right idea. Let's get folks who are mad about the, the prospect of more regulation over homeschooling. Let's get the parents who really want to protect their homeschool freedom, and let's have them strike back against not just Harvard. And it's, it's not, you know, let's pick on Harvard, okay? It's not let's pick, pick on HSLDA. It's let's, let's focus on the fact of what is at stake that we risk to lose, and that is our freedom to choose to homeschool. And I could not agree with that more, okay? Um, the group has a petition that folks can sign. There is, if you want to help fund the protest, because if there happens to be an opportunity to go to Massachusetts and in-person protest, they'd like to pull that off. But, you know, it looks like it's going to be online only because we'll be under this um, this quarantine stuff, okay? Uh, there's a prayer group that goes with it. There's also a discussion group that goes with it. Um, they're working on a website, and uh, the, the lady who has started this, we had a nice conversation yesterday, and I told her that I was very troubled over the fact that HSLDA wants to tag on to this and that it really was a confliction for me. So um, she has asked me to help as far as mentoring, which I don't mind doing, 
and um, she's working on a website for folks where all this information will be so that even if you don't join the protest, even if all you do is do some research and look at the threats that are coming about, you can do that. All right. Okay. Um, there are some other things that you, you've got because we've got about 15 minutes. You've got a ton of stuff here uh, that you've hit on, and one of them okay. is um, – uh, when choice really means confinement. This is uh, one of your articles that you've written here. Uh, you want to speak to that and draw this into some of this stuff that's going on? Because this, I think this is an issue oftentimes people miss. They think that when they have a school choice, well, then that means mm-hmm. we have just freedom of choice. They, they, it's, it's an illusion because what happens is there's a standard for that. Now, you hit on this quite often that this illusion mm-hmm. of choice is before people, and there is a real choice there. But the fact of the matter is uh, those choices are poisoned by the same well, are they not? Yeah. Yeah, they are. And see, before every Student Succeeds Act was, was signed into law, we actually had choice. But since then, it's all been watered down and aligned to the same thing. And you're going to hear the federal government go, oh, but education is defined by zip code. No, it's not. Oh, I get to have school choice because I don't, I, you know, I don't have to go to this school that's bad for my kid. I'm going to be able to go to this school that's good for my kid. Honey, they're all using the same stuff. And as my friend Karen Bracken has said before, you know, the only choice you have now in a post-every-student-succeeds act world, which is what we live in, is location, because it's going to be the same type of education. But HSLDA aligned itself with the school choice movement, and who's behind the school choice movement? Jeb Bush. So what's interesting, though, is is that if you go back and you look at some of the archives to try to pull up some of this information, the press releases that HSLDA had and the links that they had to all this wonderful stuff that was going to help protect parental rights, because that's always one of the taglines that they use, it's all gone. You'll get a 404 error now. So because I had happened to have this particular image from where you see the logo for the HSLDA, and then the congressman, and then the homeschool student, and then the uh, school choice with the yellow scarves, which is totally funded by Jeb Bush and his, his Common Core minions. What more proof do you need to see that, as you just said, it's all poisoned from the same well? We also need to understand, and this was something that um, I really forgot to send, and I think I sent this to you over message, was my latest article that was called BS for Parents. Now, this also ties into this Harvard debacle, okay? Um, and I hope you can pull that up. It's called BS for Parents. Now, one of my friends, when she saw the name, she thought, oh, that means bull stuff. And I'm like, no, <laughs> it, it could, it should. But actually, it's short for behavior science for parents. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that happened was you had the particular uh, Harvard article come out, and it's you know saying, oh, homeschooling's bad, blah, 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 blah. You know, parents are just awful and yada, yada, yada. And then you have this webinar, not a few days later, it's uh, from Campaign for Grade Level Reading. And they're going, oh, parents are useful as good co-producers for children's outcomes. Okay, anytime you hear outcomes from the Common Core machine, it means a uh, pre-determined track that you will come out on. 
And here we have this group who are going to use behavioral science, especially in the name of COVID right now, to uh, manipulate the family so that they will be more pliable. And this was the article that I was telling, uh, that I uh, forgot to put in that I should have. Now, one of the moderators for this particular webinar was a uh, person by the name of Ted Rogers from Harvard. Oh, gee. So Harvard's just had this this magazine article. They're now participating in this webinar. Oh, yeah, here's all the ways you can use um, psychological manipulation against your parents. And then we're going to tack on the name of COVID safety for all this. But then, wait, there's more. In this particular article, you now have a Time magazine article that comes out, oh, these parents are so overwhelmed by having to homeschool their kids during COVID. Well, now, let me point out one thing. When you truly homeschool, it is not what we are seeing happen in the name of COVID. You have lots and lots of parents who, yes, they have their children home from school, and, yes, those kids are still doing schoolwork, but it is school at home. It is not homeschooling. And the mainstream media has made it their um, their quest to muddy the waters on purpose so that when Joe Blow hears this kind of stuff, they're going to say, I am homeschooling. No, you're not, because true homeschooling would have the parents totally in charge of what is being taught and what is being consumed by those um, students. This quasi-homeschooling stuff, or the school at home is more like it, is this is what the school wants me to do, and i got to do it while I'm sitting here at home. So I detail that particular webinar for you, and then I tie it back to Harvard, to the manipulation of social and emotional learning and how it's being used against our families. And, uh, yeah, it ties right back to Harvard and to time, and uh, it's just so wicked, the betraying that's going on from not only our federal government, not only these supportive groups, but all these Common Core-aligned educational consulting services who think, oh, yes, we have to micromanage the family because the family, no, the parents, not the family, the parents are too stupid to think their way out of a paper bag. So what makes them think they can home educate and have children who know how to read and how to write and how to think or go to the bathroom and tie their shoes, right? I mean, that was some of the that was some of the simple things that you put to people about how they can start doing, how they can understand that they can do education themselves. And um, it, it, this is the thing: I think that we have a standard in our culture that says, "Well, if you don't, if your kid doesn't go to college, well, then they're just not above par," and that's just not the way things are. In fact. To you know, many people send their kids to these Ivy League schools. Uh, let's let me let me throw my little two cents in here. They throw them then to the Ivy League schools like Harvard. Their kids go into tremendous amount of debt unless they come from very wealthy families. Uh, then the kids can't get a job. Um, they're forced to go into politics. <laughs> I, I'm saying that sort of tongue in cheek uh, for some of the stuff like the uh, the Obamas and the Clintons and stuff like this. They're forced to go into politics because they can't they can't do uh, they can't be a real entrepreneur or stuff like this. And I'm not saying that some people don't come out of that, but you understand. I hope people get what I'm saying. And they think of education as this attaining to a better lifestyle, a better um, uh, job, a better way of life. And that's not really what it is. Education at its root 
is about teaching our children how to learn things so that no matter whatever they encounter in life, they can do them. And as Christians, we want them to do them for the glory of God, whether that's playing music, whether that's digging ditches, whether that's flipping hamburgers, whether that's um, you know doing a radio show or whatever the case may be. We want them to do it for the glory of God. We want them to do it well. And this is this is what real education is. It is not the facade that's been pulled over our eyes about A's and B's, um, about you know 4.0 grade averages. All those things are fine and great, but that's not what education is about. It's about teaching the child to learn so that even as they grow, even as they grow older, they're constantly learning because they are as the the old. Christians used to say, learning God's thoughts after him. And so therefore, they are using those things that they learn for the glory of God, no matter what they do. Right. Um, If you're on the BS for Parents article, if you could uh, scroll down and show the cover of the Harvard Magazine. Have you got that up? I'm getting to it. Uh, Okay. Where's the cover at? How far down are we going? Okay, it's going to say, it's under the paragraph called that Harvard article. There it is, okay. Okay. All right, if you can blow that up for the people who are watching. You see on the left, there's the original cover. And then on the right, you see, hey, Harvard, you spelled arithmetic wrong. The homeschoolers just wanted to let you know. (laughs) Well, Heidi St. John is the one who posted that on social media. And I interjected that even the Harvard proofreaders missed their error. And then I show you, you know, how arithmetic is supposed to be spelled and how they spelled it. But yet Harvard wants to lecture us on how awful homeschooling is? I don't think so. Yeah, well, this is part of the problem. And I don't want to get off on spelling errors. Good. I mean, my goodness. I, I'm one to have a ton of spelling, spelling errors. But you're, you're exactly and I right. I do, too. Yeah, you would think, though, that a magazine coming out of Harvard where they have people who can just focus on one article here or just a couple, just a couple, not 13 or 15 a day or all these kinds of things. You would think if they're going to talk to you about this kind of thing, the risks of homeschooling, they would get that right just to kind of save face, right? No, oh, you'd think so. But, you know, anyway, that's that's what we have going on. So. And, you know, as far as if people want to, you know, take issue with with um, anything that's been spoken today, um, you know, I'm sorry, but that's just the truth. And I'm not going to apologize for speaking the truth. Um, if it messes with your version of the truth, then maybe you need to go back and, and do some more research and look into what's being said so that you can prove to yourself you know, I'm not just making this stuff up. I mean, I've got better things to do with my life, Tim, than to sit around and see how I can malign and misinform people. No, I completely agree. I completely agree. And this is why I was dealing with stuff in the chat, because I, uh, the guy says it was criticism, but the fact of the matter was it wasn't on topic. Um, nothing wrong with, with what you had there. And it was taking away from those who were watching what you were presenting. And he goes, oh, we only have this many people in there. And he doesn't realize the platforms and things that we're doing. And it's not to attack him. It's just saying, let's focus on the the big picture here, the point here. Let's quit nitpicking little things that don't matter about squat. And you're presenting evidence here. And instead of interacting with that evidence, with this documentation, which is vital that we do that and we expose it and we work against it, 
we 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 find these little trails to go off um, on instead of dealing with the things that really matter. And and I think this is why we we end up losing uh, the fights that we go to because we get so distracted with little shiny things. Um, it's this thing or that thing or the other or whatever. And um, and instead of dealing with the giant that's right in front of us, we want to go off on something else. And, um, and oh yeah, well, it's divide and conquer. You that's know? exactly and, what it is. And let's face it, there are going to be trolls everywhere we go. You yep. know, I mean, there are trolls all in the the protest group, unfortunately, um, and that really is a shame because this is not the time to start trying to um, divide. We need to, as the the leader of this protest group has stated to me, we this is a time we need to come together. Yes. Well, I couldn't agree more. We, we do need to come together. We come under together under the, uh, the banner that there is no king but Jesus. And I know some people aren't going to like that. That's okay um, that you don't like it. Just remember, this is the foundations of America. Before the Constitution was implemented and the War for Independence, the issue was they carried the banner, no king but Jesus, appeal to heaven. Bradley hits on this almost every day, if not every other day. And this is who we appeal to. So how do, how are we dealing with this in, in the in the form of education? Well, we appeal to what what's been written for us, and that is our foundations. Uh, and then the Constitution came along. Look, the Constitution is not perfect; it has flaws, and that's why even the the writers of it, uh, the the founders, had within it the ability to amend it. The Scriptures do not. The Scriptures are perfect. Um, they are God breathed. They are God's words to us. And so where the Constitution doesn't align with the Scripture, we need to make the Constitution align with Scripture. Plain and simple. I make no apologies for my statement. That's the way it is. I realize there's a lot of influence that was in it and all these other things. But this comes to education, too. And, uh, Lynn, I know uh, I appreciate your time. You get up early on, on Wednesdays. You're sending me information that you're finding. I wish we could have gotten into the um, <laughs> the socialism aspect from the Trump administration, from the from the administration that says we'll never be a socialist country after dumping, I don't know, eight and a half trillion dollars into debt. Well, we debt can do that. Further. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we can do that next week if you want to, or if we need to do a second show. I mean, you know, we still got to go over these other documents that have been sent to us about proof of uh, aligning with the United Nations as far as the um, the most well-known supposed homeschool, homeschool support group. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And Mark, amen. Uh, Jesus did not come to destroy the law of the prophets. I agree with you. Uh, those things establish us as a people. Paul says so in Romans. He says, we're not doing away with it. We're establishing it. And part of that law protects parents to educate their kids in a way they see fit according to the law of God. They're to teach these things that God has commanded. Lynn, we really appreciate you. Uh, thank you so much for your time, for your efforts, and everything you do. People, if you want to support Lynn, go to CommonCoreDiva.com, CommonCoreDiva.com, and there you'll be able to support her in her work. She doesn't ask for money. She travels around the country and informs other parents, too. Hopefully, we're going to have Carrie Rivera on tomorrow. We'll see. Maybe Friday. I don't know. See ya. See ya.